What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I am your host, Becky Flowers, along with my beautiful co-host here, Sarah Budson. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It is bright and early on Saturday morning for you guys. And it's just us this time. It's been a while. It's been a long time, I feel like. I know. It's It's been been well over a month. It, It has been. It's been like five weeks. We just did the math. But my soul needs this. Yeah. I need some spare time. Yeah. So we're just going to do like a little like life catch up because we have, it's been what, three weeks in a row with, with another guest on. So our last like just us podcast was, sorry, Toby. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear him. Screaming. He's unhinged this morning. <laughs> He's an unhappy child. I don't understand. Anyway, um, but our last episode of just you and I, we were talking about what being coachable, right? Mm-hmm. So since then, Becky, I believe that episode, she's like, oh my God, my life. We are literally to the point between both of us. It's like every single week, something is different. And it's so like, imagine major. what has transpired. Yeah. Imagine what's transpired over four or five weeks. It's just been absolute chaos on both of our ends but we've made it work um Becky so last time we were rushing to get you off the call because yeah I had a a meeting with um someone that I was really excited to talk to I actually decided to um switch coaches just because I've I needed something dealing with my gut Um, I'm in very big life transitions right now and knew that coming out of prep and going into an off season, I really needed to prioritize what I had been ignoring for 14 years since I had kids and so many gut issues coming up. Whenever I was on stage, I could see the lower abdomen just descending, ascending, descending, Descending. Descending. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the more that I was diving into gut health on my side for coaching, I was realizing, oh, there's something going on here that, you know, this isn't just normal because so many of us just normalize these issues. And I did that for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, So the more that I learned, reached out to my previous coach, that's something that he didn't offer. So I reached out to Mark Tominick with Tominick Train. And, um, I have been on his roster for five weeks now and we're in a gut protocol. We're on going into week three after the GI map. And honestly, the only thing that I can say is if you are ignoring gut issues, do not ignore it anymore. Find somebody that handles it and get the stuff done. Oh yeah. I love that following Mark for years like he's brilliant and I know a lot of people that have coached with him and they've always just been really happy with his his coaching style and I think that having that in order in all of your life events that are happening is so 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 crucial and just keeping that and a lot of people right they would think of like a coaching switch or being on like a strict gut protocol throughout 
times of stress, right? It's an additional stress. People always fall back and like they give themselves, you're like, yo, I'm like, I got things to say. (laughs) They give themselves like these excuses to just eat like shit and fall off plan because like, that's all they know. And I just had to really, I really had to have this conversation with someone recently who was going through life changes, one of my clients, and I have to reframe it and be like, this is simplifying your life. It's simplifying your life because guess what? You don't have to think about anything. You have all of your meals A to Z planned out for you. All you have to do is prep them. So why would you sit here and give yourself this extra stressor being like, what am I going to eat today? I'm going to eat like shit. And then having to deal with the repercussions of gut issues and bloating and all of these other things that are really just making your body react worse to outside stressors where we can fall back on routine. And like, if you frame it in that way of this is making my life easier, it's something that I don't even have to think about. This is just something that's already planned out for me that I rely on and I lean on. That makes everything else so much easier. It does. It does. Um, and the big issue with gut issues is stress. So if you can eliminate a stressor and you can take away that negative self-talk that is going to come up if you are off plan, because you know that you're going to beat yourself up, it's just going to do you, it's just going to be better for you. But I will say, so I am reversing out of North American still. That was six weeks ago, seven weeks ago now, mm-hmm. um, there were times when I started this gut protocol because we went into low fob right away once we were waiting for the GI map because it takes about two to three weeks to get that back. There were times where I would be crying <laughs> because I was like, am I going to have a cookie ever again in my life? And you really, when you are in those high stress positions in life, like you do want to fall back on those cookies. Like it is normal to feel like that. It's just, you have to decide, is this worth it right now? Is this going to solve my issues? Or is this just my default reaction when stress comes up? Because my default reaction is to eat like shit. So breaking that cycle is going to one- help you in the long run, but two, it's also going to help you so much mentally because it's going to prove to yourself that you can do hard things. And when you're going through big life things, you're going to need to rely on those self-beliefs and those little actions that you've shown to yourself that you can do the hard stuff Mm -hmm. and you survive not having a cookie. Cause trust me, there were times where I was like, "Mm." I need a crumble cookie and I've never had it before in my life, but I need it right now. (laughs) And I can relate because I mean, with everything going on in my life in the last like month, month and a half, two months, um, I mean, I let, I did let myself slide a little bit and there's, you know, those times where I'm just like, shit, you know, like I know I'm better than that, you know, but they're like you said, they're, you know, they're learning lessons. And right now I'm in an off season, a quick little off season quicker than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I want to go into that next. 
Um, so like right now, yes, my body can use the extra food, but it's also not an excuse to eat like a fucking asshole. It's not, but also there's a fine line between giving yourself grace because you had a, a death in a family. Like mm-hmm. you had a couple of days and it wasn't like you were an asshole for a week. Mm-hmm. You had like two days where you ate with your family. That's not you being an asshole. That's you living and being present in the moment. And then you got right back on your shit. Yeah. Shit happens. And just like we've, we've talked about previously, it's like, okay, bumping food intentionally now. Um, cause I have a very short off season, much shorter than I anticipated things got, uh, moved up and we're, we're rolling. So off season will be quicker. Um, I have some things to, to handle within the next couple of months and then <laughs> God, I, hate more like, so, I, I hate being so cryptic. On <laughs> I know it really sucks. Honestly, guys, like we, we talked about what can we talk about? Because there are so many things happening that we just need to wait for life to happen first. Yeah, everything's up in the air. Everything's up in the air, but, um, potential like show schedules, show season for me next year. So I did get that a little bit more solidified. So I likely will be competing like a month, month and a half earlier than I anticipated next year. So that also tremendously like shortened my off season, um, and prep will start much sooner because of that. So, um, Fuad's doing the Detroit pro am show, in Michigan. And I think it's, it's going to be a really great turnout. Michigan bodybuilding is so mediocre. And so having a a pro show come here is going to be so cool. Like, yes, it will be a smaller pro show, but it's just, it's, it's going to be really, really a great thing for Michigan bodybuilding. I'm really excited about it. And I would Mm. like, I would love to be able to compete in it. Um, it'll be a, a more competitive show for Michigan. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, I'll do one more regional and then we're going to likely aim for junior nets in June in Chattanooga. So Chattanooga. Okay. I was trying to remember if what's the yeah. one in, um, South Carolina in Charleston. Mm, is that there one? Maybe, maybe. Okay. There's so many of them. I know there's so many of them, but yeah. So my competitive season will more than likely be, <clears throat> probably April, May, June, well, probably not competing in May, but, um, April through like end of June. So, so when are you guys thinking of starting prep? Is it in January or it'll probably end up being closer to the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Because you think I would at least probably need like a 20 week prep. Yeah. So and you're going to want that, honestly. I, oh, I prefer longer sure. preps than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for it. sure. And like, I mean, obviously that's only leading up to my first show too. So like, I'm only going to get better as, you know, this season goes on too. So, I mean, four, eight weeks after that, when I'm on stage again, like it's just going to be sharper. So exactly. Get the feedback and keep going. Yeah. So I'm so I'm so ready. Like it's been such a long time coming. Um, yeah. So it, wait, you have not been on stage since what was it? June or July of 2021? May of 2021. Hey, yeah. Okay. So it'll be like a full three years, a full three years. And you know, what? I'm, I'm so 
fucking glad I did it that way. Like, yeah, there was always that like, oh my gosh, I want to get back on stage. I want to get back on stage. But it's like, uh, even just like when I, <laughs> I heard that one, <laughs> I thought it was my kids. <laughs> he is unhinged today. Um, even just like when I, you know, dieted down, not even like a full stage lean, right. For my show, but just seeing the, the changes in my physique from 21, 2021 to now, it's so cool. And I just like, I can't wait to be staging and like really, really see the difference that I've made in these years where it's just been a lot of intentional training and eating and also dealing with life things with like, okay, competing's it's table. It's on the back burner for now. I'll get back there when I'm ready. And like when the stars align and it's like, okay, the stars have aligned and like, we're there. And I just like, I'm so excited because like my training has only gotten better within these three years. Right. Like I, I know that my shape is going to be night and day difference from last time I was on stage. And I'm so freaking excited to see. So same here. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. And what I love about your story is it's been three years since you've been on stage, but you still show up like a bodybuilder. You still live the lifestyle. I think that's something that we so quickly think that unless we're in prep, we don't live like that. And the only way that we can be competitive in an are on and off the stage, like in life and in bodybuilding is to just show up consistently how you're going to show up. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's never been like any time that has gone by any extended time that has gone by that. I've just been like off. Mm -hmm. Like I, if anything, it's made me more disciplined in my training and my practices, because this is, this is something that I rely on to just keep me on track. And it's like, I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. I'm like, I can't even comprehend like how people live normally and they're not like, they don't train regularly or do cardio or like weigh their food. Like it is so, once you're like in that, that frame of mind, it's like, how could you ever even go back? Like, I don't know. And maybe that's a blessing. Maybe that's a curse, right? Double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are plenty of bodybuilders that like, the competitive lifestyle isn't for them and that's okay. But they have been able to find this like harmony after, after the fact of they don't have to track their macros. They don't have to weigh their food, but going through those seasons of learning all of it so that you can intuitively be like, oh, this looks like it's about three, four ounces of chicken or, you know, however many grams of rice or whatever, but also knowing how their body reacts to certain things is like nothing bad is going to come out of operating the way that we do with food and then taking those practices and applying them however they fit in your life moving forward, whether it's still continuing to do that or finding that harmony of, okay, I don't want to be married to macros or a meal plan, but I know my body responds to X, Y, Z this way. So this is something that I'm going to keep in the forefront of my mind with just how I live intuitively moving forward. Cause there, that is possible for plenty of yeah. people. We, you know, we know a ton of, a ton of 
women that used to be competitive bodybuilders and they're out of it now. And now they're living, you know, awesome lives where they do have that harmony of they can, you know, not be super strict with themselves, but they can still maintain an awesome physique. Exactly. And those disciplines that they learned while going through bodybuilding have just skyrocketed their personal, professional, everything, every portion of their life. Right. And so I kind of got off topic there with like, just not being so regimented in like how we live as bodybuilders, but that's something that I've carried because I did know that I was going to return to stage. You know, it's not like I'm going to let all of these things slide. And then I have to like, I guess, like relearn anything like that. It's like, no, now I just tighten things up. You know, that's what happens when prep starts. Nothing is different. You know, we're just, okay, maybe a slight decrease in food here to begin with, you know, bump up cardio a little bit. Like I have always just trained my ass off and that's where it roots from, right? Why do bodybuilders start? Because we love training, Mm -hmm. right? And like, how many people have you heard time and time again that they just get burnt out of their training because it's something they have to do. And just taking that time away to love training again, it was very, very important for me. And just being able to take that time off and that pressure off, that competitive pressure off to fall in love with training again, the root of why this all is a thing to begin with. I love that because I feel like that's where I am right now, where I'm just, I told you, I took three days off of the gym this week in a row and I've never done that Mm -hmm. in the whole time that I've been bodybuilding, never done that. And it was so refreshing. It was so nice to just be able to step away and feel like I can go back then and almost miss the gym, um, but also not rely on it for my freaking mental health. Mm -hmm. Like- Sometimes you just need that little break. So that is such a good point. Um, Let's dive into just some things that you are doing professionally now that have changed. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) everything is different. Uh So as everyone probably knows up to this point, um, I left Chinsan on the wellness side almost three months ago now. And I have last month, I reconnected with my old boss, Ernie. He's literally the most amazing human being. I just cannot say enough wonderful things about him. He's always had my back through and through on everything. And so Transcend has a foundation side of things. And this foundation is where we help veterans. We, because I am a part of it again now. And I even said that when I had left Transcend, I'm like, hey, like when you guys get to this point, like I would love to have my hands in the on the foundation. Like it's something so near and dear to my heart, like being able to be, you know, like first, firsthand in helping veterans in any capacity, like help me the fucking like, hell yeah. It's just like, it's so there's just such a deeper meaning to it, right? Like these people have sacrificed so much. So being able to provide HRT to veterans because the VA fucking sucks. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but, and being able to address these things in a manner that a lot of people don't know tie into so many different things that veterans struggle with, with coming out of the service and transitioning into being civilians, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's where the the twenty two percent, right? It's like that's such a a pivotal transition time for them, and being able to help with anxiety, depression, uh, you know, anything like PTS related, TBI, actual injuries from being on these tours, and being able to have a hand in helping that, and also just spreading awareness because people don't realize how much that ties into your hormones, tie into these imbalances. You know, when you're under stress. Your hormones are in the fucking gutter, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. that just leads to a slew of different things. And so it I I signed back with Transcend at uh, the beginning of this month, so beginning of October, and I'm taking care of all the vets in the foundation, helping build that up and just spread awareness on that side of things to be able to like, you know, f- find more um like different nonprofits that we can also kind of like team up with. Right. And just like spread awareness. Okay. Like we got you on blood work and like internals, but, oh, this, this charity or this foundation can help you in this area too. refer out there. You know, it's so awesome. So, um, leading into, so we are going to have very soon on one of our next few episodes, uh, Brennan Quisenberry. He is my boss. He is one of the co-founders of the foundation. He's brilliant he's just he's freaking awesome so we're gonna have him on he is he's amazing um but he'll and talk he's a, a veteran bit. as well yes special forces so he's done a lot of shit and just having him kind of give his his point because he was one of the co-founders so I'm like honored to be a part of it and be like working right alongside him to help kind of grow this thing and spread awareness and just set up different events and charities and things like that. Charity events to help just spread awareness and get the word out, get more funding so that we can help more veterans. So that is where I'm at. I'm doing that, you know, on the side of still coaching and everything like that too. So, um, everything kind of in tandem, like there's, I'm filling up my space again, which is awesome because for a while I was just like, I don't have enough to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when you go from a nine to five to then you're working for yourself. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I have a lot of flexibility within all of my different roles and just being able to kind of like fit them into my life and still be able to prioritize, prioritize training and all of my life things too. It's just, it's super awesome. So I feel like things are really starting to come together in, in all of those aspects. So I'm just like, I'm so just honored to be a part of the foundation because it's something so powerful and something so meaningful to me. I absolutely love that. That is, that's very near and dear to my heart as well. So I'm just so proud and excited for you. I'm excited mm-hmm. to have Brennan on. I'm excited to learn more. And um, yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be good. Oh, All right. Yeah. So we are on a time frame right now, but um, I want to ask oh boy. for you and I, because like we said, there's lots of life things on my end. I was supposed to be out with Sarah this weekend and yep. like, <laughs> flipped another table on me there's so many and I'm just gonna interject really really quickly there's so many things that we had planned over the last couple of weeks 
even just because like I was gone for 10 days, right? And like things got flipped upside down with that. And then you were supposed to come out here almost immediately following life flipped. So we kind of rescheduled, but like, we'll get there. <laughs> we will. I'm going to get out there. <laughs> we got to pivot. We got to adapt, right? It's all exactly. good. Ever adaptive. We are ever adapting over here and in real time. Um, But through all of these life, big life changes, what's one thing, one lesson that we've each learned in the last five weeks? Because we literally are different humans than five weeks ago when we recorded. Yeah. (laughs) You go first. Okay. Mine is, I had so many written down and now my (laughs) brain is blinking. I think really it is, um, life is always going to teach you something, but if you try to ignore what God is telling you, he will literally flip tables on you and he will give you no choice, but to make (laughs) actions like that is it. Um, also peace is very underrated and it's the highest. I I don't even know what to say. It's just peace is everything. Mm -hmm. So you might have to make hard choices, but if it brings you peace, it's going to be the right one. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I would say that mine has just been, because like you had mentioned, like I had a death in the family. Um, Immediately following that, I left town for 10 days, trying to figure some things out on my end for plans moving forward. Um, But just not allowing that stress to bury you. And like you said, like, what is this teaching me throughout all of it? You know, and it's like going through such a hard time with my family all it did was bring us so much closer together, right? Like I, so for those of you who don't know, like my grandmother was placed on a home hospice and she had uh liver cancer. It spread. It was very aggressive, like the last five, six weeks. And so within that time, we just literally watched her deteriorate. And I am, yes, it was very, very difficult, but honestly, I'm so glad that it didn't last longer. Yeah. And the times within those weeks, it's like I was at my grandparents every freaking day and going over there, whether it was just for 20 minutes or for four or five hours. Right. But just like sitting around the table and listening to like stories from my family and like eating dinner with my family so often, like, I think that's something that I've really taken for granted for a long time. And having that time and really just becoming a unit to be there for my grandma. And like, I specifically remember there one of the days because my grandma was, she was very in and out, right? She was, she deteriorated, deteriorated very rapidly, but there was one day and she's just like, I'm just so glad you guys are all there and love each other so much. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Ah. like, and it's true. Like she was the queen of our family she really was the queen of our family. She always will be. And, um, but like, she taught us all how to love and like, 
having that unit feeling through those hard times where we would, you know, kind of like take shifts of what needed to be taken care of, whether that was cleaning or taking care of her, just like literally sitting around the table, like playing board games and just like listening to my grandpa's stories. My grandparents were married for 61 years. It was the most beautiful example of like pure love that I could have ever asked for. Like, I look up to their relationship so much and obviously things are so different now than they were when they got married, when they were 18 years old, you know? Yeah. But just having that to like look up to and just like cherish so deeply, it's something that it's just, it's been very, the whole process was very eye-opening to me and just, it made me so grateful to have that family and be able to come together as that unit and be able to lean on each other and laugh together, cry together, you know? And that was just like one of my biggest lessons. And there was just so many good moments throughout that really, really difficult time. And then on the other side of things, um, just being able to pivot and adapt when life blows up in your face or things are like, my whole life had to be put on hold when I was over at my grandparents every day. Right. So it's like, okay, what do I prioritize here? You know, like what are my absolutes? I have to get this done. I still have to go train. That's a priority to me. That's not going to be something that I, I waver on, you know, I have to get my cardio in. And those are things that I would do. And you know what my house, I'll clean my house later. (laughs) So just really being able to prioritize, okay, what takes precedence over what in these times of, I have to show up in this area, no matter what too. So that's a good life lesson of one. There's always going to be blessings in the chaos. And I have a child that is banging on the door. So if you hear it, um, there's always going to be blessings in the chaos and there's always something to be grateful for, but then two, having just your non-negotiables and making it not a laundry list of non-negotiables is going to save you in those times of chaos and stress. You just get your, your, whatever, your three things done, your five things done for the day. You won your day. You're over at your grandparents. And you know what? Yeah. And you know what? Simplifying it and, and really not having my laundry list of just like, okay, these are my must do's. Those kept me sane through that time, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got to get out of here for a couple hours. I got to break for a couple hours, but I'm going to go train my fucking ass off. I had some of the best sessions, training sessions throughout that time, because I was just able to like shift from one thing to hone in on my training and just disappear. You're able to compartmentalize a little bit and just unplug, you get that time for you. And then you're able to come back even better for everyone else that you need to show up for. Yep. Yep. And that's, and that's how I'm, I'm very much that way of having to show up for these, for, for you show for really like my whole, (laughs) you do, you, you are the one that is the constant. And I can tell you in everything that I'm going through, like you are the constant that helps ground me. So you do that for everybody. Give yourself some credit. I love you. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But just, I, 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 and maybe that's a pressure that I put on myself. I don't know. It's just the way, like it's built into my personality and it's like, 
even after my grandma passed away, it's like, okay, I show up and like, how do I be there for them now? Right. Like the day, literally the day I got home from my trip at like 1130 midnight on Sunday night, Monday morning, I texted my grandpa and I was like, Hey, let's go to breakfast. You know, it's like, that's, that I gotta, I gotta make sure that he's okay. I gotta show up for him. Like I gotta make sure like, and also I miss him. Like I saw him every single day leading up to my trip. And then I was gone for 10 days. I'm like, I miss him. Like, let's go spend some time together and just like, get your mind, tell you about my trip, like get your mind off of everything that you're dealing with here. Like, and now I'm like, I want to do that. Like every week, like you should, that would be so therapeutic for both of you. I know. I agree. I agree. And like my, I, I adore my grandpa. Like I have always adored my grandpa and that has really just obviously grown even more in like the times of, of tragedy and chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, he is just someone who is very, very near and dear to my heart. And he's just like, he has the biggest heart and he would do anything for his grand his family. And oh, it I sounds just- Sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> it must run in the family. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I love those. I really? and that was a very roundabout way. Of, I'm sorry, choking. Uh, <laughs> of saying any lessons that I've learned, I don't. I don't even know if there was anything specific, any point in that. But really, uh-huh. just finding blessings through the chaos. You know, it's like just like you said, there's always like a lesson and there's always, you know, something that there's a bigger plan. And if you're not listening to it, you will be shaken until you fucking understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, and when there are those times of pressure, like look for the silver lining, like it's not all bad. Like I look back on, it was just some of the most beautiful times with my family of being able to share stories and laugh and cry and be there for each other. And, um, that's something that I'll just remember and cherish. I'll cherish that time forever. Yeah. And it's so good that you guys got that time too, through the chaos, mm-hmm. but yeah. no, those are really good. Anything else that we want to cryptically catch up up on until we can actually give a life update. I'm good here. I know you have to get going. Yeah. I have to go meet my mom. So we are going to go. Um, wrangle these kids and oh go ahead <laughs> okay so we rescheduled you <laughs> to come oh, yeah. here yes so uh next weekend Becky was supposed to be here this weekend but next weekend Becky will be here we're gonna do some in-person podcasts um we might even do like a training vlog style podcast we'll kind of see probably just talk shit throughout you know throughout that episode but let us know actually this is going to release on Wednesday so it'll be this weekend that you guys are watching this let us know what you guys would want to see like if there's something that you want us to cover if there's a topic that you want us to cover let us know because we're always always here to listen yeah yeah so I will see you in like six days. Fingers crossed. No more flipping (laughs) tables. I'm done with flipping tables. We're making it happen. (laughs) It will happen. All right, guys. Uh, 
but we're going to get a lot of good content throughout that. Uh, we will see you guys next week. This is going to really, I don't think we've ever done a podcast that's released so soon after we've recorded it. No, this is giving me so much anxiety. So thank God. <laughs> but right. we'll see you guys next week. Thanks guys.